Welcome to The Unfiltered Musician, where we give you all the tea on life as a musician and how to navigate the industry. This is episode number 17, Easy Listening Sales. Welcome back to another episode of The Unfiltered Musician. We're your hosts, Vanessa Perret and Ryan Mancini, and today we are shedding some light on why easy listening in pop music sells. Thank you if you're joining us again as a frequent listener, and if you're new here, you're in for a treat. Let's start with a wiki, wiki check-in. Wiki! Weekly <laughs> check-in. Every single week, I mess those words up. No, but wiki's cute. You haven't done wiki. Wiki check-in. It's just so cute, and it's it's bite-sized. All right, start. <laughs> Go. All right, my wiki check-in is actually a good one. I have reached my 30-student mark consistently for my business, which is really exciting because I had told myself that once I reach 30, that's kind of my personal end cap, even though I know I could probably take on more. But once I had hit 30, I'm going to start thinking about hiring voice coaches under my name and my brand. So kind of cool to see the the stepping stones emerge in front of me for my business. So on to the next big, exciting thing. And we just came back from New York, Ryan's business trip that I was happily a, a pretty face to go on. <laughs> yeah. For my week, it's been, it's been a rough one. It's, it's just a lot of planning for video projects and, uh, I had I had my first employee with me. Um, that was really exciting. Had the hotel room paid for, paid for travel. Um, I did nothing to earn these things, but I was happily coming along. <laughs> this is Vanessa's my secretary, and I am her secretary. So. I'm in it for the hot tub. Except when we got there, the hot tub had cement poured into it. They got rid of the hot tub. Yes. So this event was one that I've gone to. Basically, most of my life um, at the same hotel, too. So when we went there, I expected there to be a hot tub, and I looked like a buffoon. He talked they, it up. They filled it up. He talked cement. it up for days. You can't, you can't downplay a pool of hot water to me when it's 30 degrees outside. Yeah. You're not forgiven. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was really upsetting because it was a big one too. It was a ten by ten foot. That's my heart hurts. That's pretty large, it and there still was hurts. still a whirlpool pool sign about like mornings and stuff like that. But anyway, let's dive into this topic, shall we? <laughs> I guess so. Easy listening. Let's uh, let's classify that first, so you know what we're trying to talk about. When I think of easy listening, as someone who's a trained musician. I'm talking about the music that's your one, four, five chord songs. And if you don't know what that is, you should look that up. I'm sure there's tons of YouTube videos that can explain it immediately. Oh, yeah. Easily digestible melody. Right. That as well. Yes. If you can uh, hum the melody, sing the melody, uh, whistle it because it's that easy, then that's what we're talking about. Um, or Also, the four chord songs, they're, they're all the same if it doesn't take a lot of musical knowledge or theory to create the song that's what we're referencing and not to say that they're not complex because certainly like if you're talking about text painting where the text is 
relative to what the melody is and they kind of coincide and to tell the story, then that's one thing. But yeah, we're talking kind of about like melodic contrast and and all the stuff that can can go into it and either turn you off from the beat or it's it's a hook which a lot of the popular music yeah it's that easily digestible content that can easily hook you in it's accessible right and so what we're thinking about uh the reason why we're talking about easy listening is we've noticed how it's always the the it's always the songs that are not complex that are topping charts. And for a fact, I know that there are other musicians, some of those that have their names on those songs that are even saying to themselves that they know this is an easy listening song. I actually watched an interview with um, John Mayer on Hot Ones, which I highly recommend you should check out, where he's talking about how um, he he knows for sure which songs are for an audience and which ones are for him. Um, and by that I mean there's some of his songs that you listen to and you'll notice like it's a lot more complex. He's a trained musician from Berkeley. Um, I don't know if he's graduated. <laughs> Most people don't graduate from Berkeley. Uh, especially when they get, but that could be a good thing. Then you could become John Mayer and you don't need a degree. (laughs) There's a reason it's not out of like poor academics all the time. It's more of, I'm going to go tour. Um, just like Matt Cusan, who was there for a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes your career takes, takes you somewhere else. Anyways, (laughs) less of that tangent. Um, it's the complex music that, he writes more so just because he wants to and not because it's what other people will listen to. Sometimes as a musician, you have that sound in your ear that like, it only matters if it's right for you and it's not so important that it connects to someone else. I think a lot of labels these days are like, keep it simple. Um, Don't, don't get too deep kind of thing so that it's easily recognized because those are the things that are on the radio 25 times a day. But the hard stuff like Jacob Collier and uh, who else did you have in mind? Oh man, I've got a lot. I mean, there are so many artists in my mind who don't get the recognition that they deserve simply because they might be a little too much for the ears, at least the general public's ears. I would say like you and I, other complex music appreciators, we're like, yes, we're analyzing all that went into this craft and we're like, "Mm, chef's kiss. And we can really appreciate it in that perspective. But from just kind of the average music appreciator, radio listener, going out to clubs and fist bumping in the air to Hey Ya by Outcast. <laughs> I would say that some of these artists get swept under the rug too often. So I put names like Peter Collins, who is affiliated with Kanye, but we won't talk about that. But he was in his church choir, right? Originally? I'm not sure that if that's the original connection. 
I thought it was, or at least I know like he was hired by the family to do like some. Yes, that I know. He he did play for some family functions. Yeah. So who knows? Like affiliated, unaffiliated with ye. <laughs> Is that that's how you say yay. it? Yay, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yay. Oh, yay! Not ye. Switched to yay. No. <laughs> yay! <laughs> uh, hooray! <laughs> but I mean, besides Peter Collins, I you know even think of Tori Kelly. And I mean, Tori Kelly's vocals are just off the chart. And a lot of these artists I'm thinking in like the light of vocal complexity, mm. like Avery Wilson. If you don't know Avery Wilson, look him up on Spotify. Oh my gosh. Talk about riff vomit in the best way. <laughs> so good. And Yeba, I would say Yeba is decently popular, but not as much as she should be. I think to the people we know and we talk to, yes. Yeah, that's but yeah. I think if uh for most of our viewers, they might not. Yeah, even like know that I name. I don't know a single time if I've ever heard her on the radio. Like, so Right. That's yes, that's what I mean. Yep. But wow, I mean beautiful complexity in her work and the instrumentation and oh my gosh, everything just comes together to make like just one beautiful meal of a piece. And I love listening to her stuff. Right. I think what's so interesting is that if you're if you have an untrained ear, and it's not a bad thing, just someone who has not gone to train themselves in music, um, it's harder for you to enjoy something that is not in four four kind of thing. Um not an easy to sing keys, uh, something that you can't recreate, um, is hard to enjoy for people like us that have that ear. And we understand the music theory and we know how to dive deeper into what we're listening to much faster than a normal person. Um, I think we find that we find it so much easier to listen to that music and we just enjoy it so much more just cause we know like, what it takes to actually make music like that. And it's like, oh, wow, like, that's an interesting idea. I would have never thought of that kind of thing. Mm. I think it's so interesting how people are like, Jacob Collier is a musician for musicians kind of thing. And I, I see those comments all the time, and it's like, what does that actually mean? I What I personally think that means is like, he's throwing in all these crazy chords and using music theory in ways that other people have yet to think about or make mainstream. Um, so a lot of people kind of gloss over his amazing work, like Grammy award-winning work, just because it's so much harder to understand compared to, hey, I'll buy outcast. <laughs> Not knocking that song because... I will always love that song. I Name one time you were upset. When Hey Ah Outcast came on, that everyone's is going my... Hey Ah. Everyone's so excited about it. No, that's my that's my cry song. Ah, uh, no, I kidding. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that one and Mr. Brightside. Yeah, my yeah. top two feel good songs of all time. Right. Yeah, it also feels like there's a time and a place for the easy listening music. Oh yeah, which, totally. Which I think is the reason why it leads to so many more sales is because like. You can put it on in 
generic social settings. Right, right. Especially in clubs. Like, you don't want something with, like, a mixed meter, and then people are trying to figure out how to move their hips to One, it. two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two. Yeah, you can't dance to that. You can't do it. There two needs step to be a dance seven. club for just musicians. Like, you got to prove yourself with some sight reading or something at the door. The bouncer's like, all right, we got three, four. <laughs> Tap it out. Neutral syllable. Right, even with... Um, <laughs> It's really anything that's not four four or two four that like you're not hearing on the on the radio as much unless it's like this wonderful ballad that has just gone viral, I guess. Um, but I think I think ever since the two thousands, people have been prioritizing dance heavy music. Yeah. Um. So like Zed. Um. There was a phase where it was a lot of dubstep. <laughs> so maybe there was some mosh pits going on in the 10s. Um, or like a Vici. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, but now I feel like now we're heading into the, the 20s, 10s and 20s. Um, the roaring 20s? No. No, there's too much going well, on. I don't know world. how roaring it's going to be since we've hit the debt ceiling. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, we're not going that way right now. Sorry. We're not going that way. It's a lot of energy, a lot of pent-up turmoil. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, if anything, this could be a call to action for, like, say, say you do want to be someone that listens to other music with great complexity. I think it is amazing when you do break down music and all that does go into it to appreciate it more it does give you a deeper appreciation so if if you're someone that if you want to broaden your horizons to kind of see the the very complex side that is music because i think regardless of what the song is music is so complex Mm. you know not to get on like the whole deep like we're at like the i love you man stage of the evening (laughs) but music there's so much that goes into it and that's why not everyone can be a songwriter or at least a great songwriter. You know, I mean, you have to think about rhythm. You have to think about text and how that relates to the melody. You have to think about mel- melody. You're thinking about like, what is somebody going to hook onto in this song? What's going to be the hook? There's so much that goes into it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the greatest pop stars these days, um, they try to throw in a little bit of everything for everyone, which is great so uh for me like if i listen to a new album that's that someone came out with i pay attention to like how are they singing a certain line based on the words that they're saying or what are what are the what are the words they're actually saying and how does that relate to their musical choice within the song so like instrumentation or um vocal runs or uh, layering of certain things. Um, they can still use those easy to understand chords and rhythms, um, but they can still add a little bit of magic that um, a trained musician would only understand. So moral of the story. <laughs> moral of the story, even though this is kind of more so a discussion, because this was on my mind and I told Ryan about it of like, 
there are so many underappreciated artists that should be on the radio right now, or someone needs to make mm. a radio station <laughs> for some specific artists that need more limelight. But I mean, there are some artists and I will never name names because everyone is very talented, but there are some artists that sometimes you wonder you'll compare to somebody else with maybe more vocal ability or just more, um, ability to create more enthralling music and you're like how come that person isn't in that other person's shoes and it makes you wonder but a lot of the time it could be right place right time or it's a lot of luck it really is yeah but i mean there definitely is a formula to what sells and it's not over complicating things right right yeah i like that you said it is a formula there really is a way to increase your chances of going viral and things like that. But um, I do really think sometimes people set themselves back, which is, it's fine if you're writing music for you and trying to speak what's on your heart. Sometimes that doesn't translate well to others. Yeah. There are a lot of musicians that are like, no, I need my stuff to translate. So I'm going to go by the formula that I know works and that I know sells. So, it's a it's a it's your choice if you're a songwriter really like do you want to be in charge of how the actual sound is in the end or do you want to craft it in a way that you know will connect with someone else that is that is a tough tough uh thing on someone's character to figure out for sure i know that i've found myself having to be like i can say whatever I want to say in words that make more sense to a larger audience. It's like, what, what do you want to drive you kind of thing um, without losing your personality? That's a whole deeper discussion that you should uh, look into yourself for, but figuring out what's necessary for you is important. Yeah. Just some, some food for thought. And also we love discovering new artists especially those who are underappreciated kindly send some over to us (laughs) so we can have some some fresh new perspective yeah always nice always good to bring them to the light so to wrap up even though this is kind of just more so a discussion and yeah the food for food for thought of things that we think about all the time because we're always thinking about music but Check in with your own musical tastes and see if you want a little sprinkle of some extra pizzazz. And you can always reach out to us. We'll kindly send you some recommendations of of people that need more recognition for sure. But also if you're a songwriter and you're really trying to figure out what is going to sell, analyze those radio songs and don't overcomplicate it. Of course. Do what works for you. And... Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Unfiltered Musician. If you liked this episode, give us a like, subscribe, hit that notification bell to see our other musical content. Yes, and message us with suggestions about what you want to hear about next at unfilteredmusician.podcast on Instagram or unfilteredmusician at gmail.com. We are here for you and see you next Sunday. Bye. Peace.